Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> the cocktail of the week this week was sent to us by a friend of the squad, Lauren. It is called the Golden Ratio. She sent me a picture of a menu for drinks that had the Golden Ratio on it. It says... <laughs> we immediately sued them out of existence for using our name. <laughs> oh, no, that was me. <laughs> All right. This drink, the Golden Ratio was created by, or is at least attributed to, Elliot Humes, Mackay Island Kitchen and Groggery, 2023. The golden ratio, also known as the golden or divine proportion, is a ratio between two numbers that equals approximately (laughs) 1.618. That has nothing to do with this stunning cocktail other than the divine part. Featuring Caruba Dark and the Funk Jamaican Rums, Raspberry Syrup, Blood Orange Juice Orgiat, and Cinnamon Demerara Syrup, what does this say here? Oh, Pythagoras and Da Vinci would have been impressed. $13. And then has one little skull after it. And I don't know what that means, but one of the drinks above has two little skulls after it. <laughs> Is it better or worse to have more skulls? Depends on how you want to feel the next day, perhaps. Maybe so that I, is how you feel the next day. I can't see the name of the cocktail above. Um, but it's like clearly a tiki drink. Like there's a picture of kind of a tiki mug. And it says, taste our tribute to originality and innovation with a mix of Lemon Heart 1804 Demerara Rum, St. Elizabeth Allspice Liqueur, John D. Taylor's Velvet Falernum, Coconut Cream, Cinnamon Demerara Syrup, and Lime Juice on the rocks with a lime wheel, $13, served in the Bonzer Lighthouse mug at $35, mug only $40. Two skulls. Who knows? It's cheaper to buy the drink with the mug than just the mug? Mm-mm. It's $35 extra to get the mug with the drink. Oh, I see. Which makes it $48. Or you it. can get just Got the it. mug for $40. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. That's the mug, yeah. Mm-hmm. I assume when it's served in the mug, you get to keep the mug. It would be dumb to have to pay $35 <laughs> extra if you do not get to keep it. I, I assume that's... that's uh, implied yes it's a commemorative mug idea it's cut off but it looks kind of like uh you know it's like tiki mug style and it looks like it's probably a lighthouse with a tiki man climbing it godzilla like cool but like an angry tiki face yeah yeah (laughs) and he's got his like little bod wrapped around it i mean i'd i'd pay an extra 35 (laughs) bucks for that mug and i don't even like stuff no you don't that's great (laughs) okay anyway there you go golden ratio Mackay, uh, Mackay Island Kitchen and Groggery, maybe worth checking out. Where is it? <coughs> in Mackay? Yeah, it's in Mackay. Where's Mackay? Listen, <laughs> we're like actually podcasting. <laughs> All right, Google Maps says Mackay is. Oh, there's a bunch of them. There's. Let's see, Mackay Island Kitchen. And groggery. Groggery. That should that should. Santa Cruz, down. California. It's on Santa Cruz Wharf. Oh. Home of the. Sea slugs. Banana slugs. Banana slugs. You see Santa Cruz, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mackay Island Kitchen and Groggery. I have a colleague who's a professor at UC Santa Cruz. Well, you can ask them whether they've had a golden ratio. I will drop her an email and be like, "Hello, 
please go have this drink on my behalf and also get me that mug i'll send you 40 bucks and i want the mug <laughs> <laughs> the menu looked a little worn it may not be most recent i think she was there yeah oh yeah i th i think lauren was there and took this picture all oh. right listen if any of you are in santa cruz and go to Mackay island kitchen and groggery get me whatever the drink is that comes in the it's in the Bonds menu or above, lighthouse mug above the golden ratio and i will send you 40 bucks plus shipping <laughs> on paypal because like now i really want it <laughs> <laughs> okay why don't you message the bar oh i guess i could they probably have a website i mean this is more fun to have someone go in there and do some research yeah i'm not going to santa cruz I and mean, i don't get to do stuff there like i'm going to san diego mm -hmm. not the same very far different it doesn't look like they sell their mugs on their website sadly well, no that's good that means more research has to be done yep okay that's good okay we'll try you ready for administrative corner <laughs> i love i've been waiting because i love administrative corner i've been sitting here i've just been drumming the table with my well drumming the guac with my fingers because i'm impatient the guac is like laid out dead asleep on his side leaning on ingo right now but he's using a shark as a pillow which he's been doing lately which is adorable yep. my heart oh I know. All right. So this is a story that like I wasn't going to talk about except 5,000 people sent it to me. So I feel like we have to talk about it now, which is about this fish. This is administrative. Hmm. I, I think all hmm. fish related items go in administrative corner. Oh, I'm, I'm all in favor of we can load the whole thing up and call everything administrative corner. <laughs> Just because like most of the this, I don't even know if I'd call this a scandal like the fish guys, the fisher guys didn't do anything wrong in this case, but like it's all like rules and regulations regarding fish and Ru fish tournaments. Learning a lot about fishing. And so I feel like that kind of belongs in administrative I, corner. Oh, I guess the rules and regulations of fishings. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so yeah. this story has been widely reported. Uh, I have the NPR version up here and the headline is their prize catch was set to bring in $3.5 million. Then the fish was disqualified. I probably would have thought of a better title, but, uh, but remind me later. But I think it it's NPR, you know, mm. they're mm. mostly are just mm. going to listen to I it. I don't know. Mm. Uh. So this is the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament. And it is a tournament in North Carolina where you catch blue marlin and the biggest one wins. And these are like teams, right? Because like blue marlins, it turns out, are fucking big. And strong. And strong. So there is a bonus in this tournament if you catch a blue marlin that weighs more than 500 pounds. 500 pounds. They're the ones with the, the spike in, in the front, right? Yes, they got like a little... Little? I mean, they're giant fish, but yes, they have a... Big spike. A spike, and then a lot of them have what looks kind of like a sail, like a sailfish sail, ah, but they're not. Cool. They're really cool. Um so so if you the biggest fish wins and then you get like a bonus bunch of money if your fish weighs more than 500 pounds wow and so this team on a boat called the sensation caught the biggest blue marlin it weighed 619.4 pounds wow everybody cheered on the dock and that was going to be the winner except <gasps> 
It was not. It was disqualified. Weights in fish? No. They didn't do anything wrong. They caught this fish. They brought it in. And then the uh, the organizers of the tournament were like, hang on a second. And then they looked at the fish and it says, it would appear that this fish has been bitten by a shark. Oh, no. Shouts erupted from the crowd. And he said, we'll get this sorted out here in just a second. But it wasn't until the next morning that they declared that Sensation's fish, quote, is disqualified due to mutilation caused by a shark or other marine animal. It was deemed that the fish was mutilated before it was landed or boated, and therefore it was disqualified. And so... Wow, video review initiated. Second place fish weighed 485 pounds. No bonus. No, so it got $2.7 million, but it did not get the $739,500 bonus for the first boat to catch a marlin over 500 pounds. Wow. So people are mad about this. They t- They're mad? Oh, yeah. The tournament organizers tweeted about it and they or posted about it on whatever platform, and then they, had to, they turned off the comments because hmm. everybody's real mad because they're like, these guys caught this giant fish, and it took them like hours to catch this giant fish, and it's an extremely giant fish. Mm-hmm. And it's $3.5 million that they would have won. And they don't get it because it's they shark. They don't get anything. They got nothing. They were disqualified. DQ'd. Because, and you can see it like on the pictures of this fish. There's like a, a kind of chomp on its underside. Because a shark had, pre, before they caught it, chomped it. So the rule here is that you can't get mangled fish. Like they don't count. And that's because apparently for at some point, like people, I don't know if it was in this tournament or generally, would like hit these marlins with their boats to make them easier to bring in. Because the marlins will fight and free themselves a lot of times if they're healthy and strong. Yeah. So you hit it with your boat and fuck it up and then bring it in. So that's terrible. And obviously you don't want that to happen. And then, so these guys didn't do that. A shark had just bitten this before, but they're like, well, it's easier to catch a marlin if it has like a shark bite in it. If it's, it's injured, like yeah. Weaker and injured, and so it doesn't count. Uh, so that's the basis of the rule, which actually is like fairly reasonable, Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. But there's like now tons more sharks in North Carolina because we've been like doing good with sharks. So like lots of marlins have shark chomps in them. And... As NPR highlights, critics say other mangled fish have won. So this guy says, in a nutshell, I think this this isn't a guy competing, just a different guy. In a nutshell, I think the rule needs to be done away with. He notes that while the Big Rock Tournament follows the IGFA rules about fish mutilation, it does not adhere to others such as limits on switching anglers who are fighting a fish. Quote, it's about as clear as mud, he said, of the rule about mutilation. You know... I have no sympathy for people who are supposed to be experts in their field, like these fishermen. They're supposed to know the rules. And if this tournament has the ICFA subsection rules, you got to learn them. I think that's fine. Evenly applied. It's fine. Don't don't catch mangled fish. Well, Ingo... Critics of the tournament's decision to disqualify Sensation's catch site of the 2019 contest when a boat called Top Dog brought in a 914-pound blue marlin that was both enormous and in bad shape. 
Unable to bring the fish fully aboard through the fish door in its stern, the crew brought the marlin to the weigh-in station with the fish's rear half dangling over the water, its tail lashed upward with ropes. Video and images from the scene show the 15-foot marlin had extensive damage from exhaust rash along one side from the boat's engine running below as its lower half hung over the stern. One Top Dog team member said afterward that his biggest fear as the fish was lifted up on the scales was what the marlin might rip apart. Still, the fish was declared that year's winner and remains the tournament record holder. Two answers to that, mm -hmm. right? One is always... So what? If someone else steals, that doesn't mean I can steal. Right? Just well, because the rule may sure, not Sure, but this is the same people who were not enforcing their rule in 2019 and they enforced it this it, year. It, does, it, it doesn't matter. And also, that's different than a shark bite, right? That clearly happened after the fish was landed, and so they didn't have an advantage in catching it. This shark bite happened before they caught it. I mean, not, this is this may not be what happened here, but... The rule is there because they, they may have caught an injured marlin that was easy to catch. Right? The other guys, it got mutilated. Mutilated. It got burned after they landed it, clearly, because it was lying on their engine or whatever, on their exhaust. They didn't even get it all the way out of the water, though. What's so? But Did you catch a fish if it's, like, hanging over your boat? <laughs> anyway, that's a different rule. That's a different rule. Right? The complete catch rule that it has to be completely in your boat. So you're on the That's side of, of the IGFA. Yeah, hey, I think it's this is a, it should be a technical fish. field. It shouldn't just be, you know, make it up as you go along. If there are rules, you follow them. And go sports big fish. Uh, I think these tournaments are a thing of the past. This kind of reminds me of like Hemingway in the 30s. And, you know, I think I'm they'd be pleased with that comparison. Yeah, no, that's right. I think the, t the time has passed to... You know, shoot elephants and catch marlin, but but that's just me. I think I think it's you know again that we have to prove ourselves these days in the age of technology and and all sorts of assistances, right? Hemingway was much more of a man than any of these fishermen. No, Hemingway is a fucking asshole. Yeah, well, he caught these marlins without you know depth finders and GPS and Did Hemingway sonar. ever catch a marlin? I yeah, I've seen pictures. He's like his chunky self with no shirt is standing next to some kind of big fish. I'm pretty sure he did. I I don't think we can make a clear argument that like Hemingway was a manly man. He was a manly man. He was clearly a, a man, st stereotypical manly man with all the toxicity that goes along with it. I was going to say like he maybe fully embodied some toxic masculinity. Yeah, he, went, he went big game hunting and he caught big fish. You know, Is like that what it was that what it needs in the 30s. to be? Mm. He also like lived off his wife's <laughs> family's his like father-in-law. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's it is what it is. Just like, does that count as being a manly man? You're like living off your father-in-law. Well, it's not. He wasn't providing for his family. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't good to any of his partners. He was a selfish dude. Does that count as a manly man? Well, I'm just saying he was a better fisherman than these guys. Mm -hmm. These guys are wimps. Please send your comments to you at Ingo Burkhart on Twitter. If you're going to enter a tournament, learn the rules and follow them. And if they How mean do you, you know get disqualified. How do you know that the fish you've spent five hours catching has been chomped by a shark until you catch it? So 
then let it go. Then you're like, oh, sorry, fish. Off you go, Marlin. Sorry I made you tired for five hours with my revolving cast of fishermen that are all, you know, wimpy and can't, you know, hang on to you for five hours. Marlin should have gotten away anyway. You, you think when Hemingway caught this alleged Marlin that you're not even sure he caught that he, like, didn't have anybody helping him with it? I don't know. No, you, he had people. You're you're the one, like, it's touting nice. the manliness of... He probably used dynamite. <laughs> he probably used dynamite fishing. <clears throat> That's you are changing the subject. I think the you rules literally brought up Hemingway. Yeah, and I'm discarding that now. <laughs> going back to if if there's rules for the tournament, there's rules for the tournament. It's an arbitrary event. They can make rules, and if they if if, if you think the rule's stupid, change the rule. But don't complain that it got applied to you in a tournament. Isn't like part of the law that it has to be like equally applied? That you can't have a law that you like don't apply to everybody and then you're just like pissed at me so you apply it to me but nobody else gets arrested for it isn't that part of it no <laughs> no it's not the law is the law you're talking about police discretion to charge to you know arrest and things like that i understand but if you misapply a law, it doesn't mean you can never apply that law correctly again. What about the fact that they are allegedly saying. following the IGFA rules, except they're only pick, like picking and choosing which ones to enforce? I don't know. They cut and paste. That, that's fine. You know, if you're in a tournament and it's a $2.75 million tournament, read the freaking rules. Yeah, I I want to read. I'm going to read the freaking rules if I want to win $2.57 million. But they don't enforce all the rules. Yes, they do. No, they don't. They did here. <laughs> no, no, they enforced this one rule. Yeah. But there's other rules that they don't enforce. No, no, they they have chosen not to make that the rule for their tournament. They enforce no, no, the they rules say, they've chosen. No, they say that they adhere to the IGFA, the International Game Fishing Association guidelines, but they don't enforce all of the IGFA rules, even though those are the official rules of the tournament. They only enforce some of them. Well, I'm sure these guys will sue the freaking organizers with good lawyers, and then the organizers will get good lawyers, and every lawyer will bill $1,000 an hour, and they'll argue about it forever, and the fish will get rancid. Yuck. Okay. Dead fish. I'm not sure I agree with you on that take, but let's move on to dog updates. Wait, no, 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 no. We're still in the administrative corner. Hang on. We have not left. Orient yourself back to administrative <laughs> corner. How is your little free library project going? That's administrative. I have like almost 100 little free library books, gay yeah. books. It sounds like super good news. It's great. I've been fighting with bad people on the internet about it, which I feel like is kind of a win. And they go, you shouldn't put those books out there. Kids could get them. And I'm like, so you don't want any books that aren't kid appropriate in little free libraries? And they're like, I didn't say that. Ah. And I'm like, is it only because this book is gay? And they're just like, I think like kids shouldn't have access to adult content. And I'm like, so like should Stephen King books like not be in little free libraries? And they're like, I never said anything should be banned. <laughs> I just don't want my kids reading that. And I was like, sounds like a you problem. Like maybe you should keep track of what your kids are reading. And they're like, I just don't think it's appropriate to put it in there if kids could get it. And I'm like, but I do. So <laughs> one lady was like, I think there should be a rating system. I'm like, that's literally on the back of the book. Like kids books have an age range on them. Also, come on. 
I mean, kids are really just roaming. The no, these are just like anti-gay people. I know. Who, and I'm like, so you just want to ban this book because it's gay, and then they don't want to say that. Yeah. I mean, some people do say that, but some some other ones are like, I don't want to ban anything, and it's not because it's gay. It's just kids. Like, I don't want kids to read adult content, and and then I'm like, what about a Stephen King book? Like like the little free library that i had actually put stuff in is like full of like dean coons books the people who live there clearly like dean coons like those things have fucking like rape in them they're like very adult content like should that i mean there's first of all there's no fucking kids on our island but regardless should like dean coons not be in little free libraries because a kid could it they never answer that question no just go like i mean i wouldn't put it there (laughs) maybe you should use common sense and i'm like literally like you're not answering my question no, I think this is great. It's Pride Month, bitches. Yeah. You, this is a bad time to try to hide your I homophobia. I don't know who thinks they're going to win when they <laughs> come at me. Because don't they know... I always win. That you always win. All right. Are we done with Administrative Corner now? Wait. I'm, I asked... Oh, my God. Th- no, and... Uh, that's fine. That's good. No, no, no. No? That was it. Well, the other thing was the Vank plushies. End of July now, right? 23rd? I don't know. June, July 23rd, I think. Everybody who ordered one knows. You can't whisper. People can't Except hear. the donated ones. Yeah. They don't get those emails. Right. So that so let it be known. July okay. 23rd is, okay. is the announced date for shipping. Okay. That was administrative. That's great. Oh, all right. I'm now, d- can I'm we do dog updates? Yes, I am done now. Thank you. I'm happy. Okay. Uh, we actually don't have a ton of dog updates. Well, I want to go back to it. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, Brody is getting his tooth pulled next to where his mouth tumor was next Wednesday. It's Maybe a big two teeth. Molar? Is it this back? The furthest back or second furthest? Second back? from the back, I think. Yeah, in the bottom. Yeah. Um. It it's looking not quite as gross as before, but it's not looking good. <laughs> and so, and like the roots exposed, so they're gonna take that tooth out and maybe the one in front of it. Uh, and then he'll be sore for a few days, but then he'll be better hopefully. You explained to me once that dogs don't have the same nerve setup in their teeth or maybe don't have nerves in their teeth they don't have nerves in their teeth like we do so if they get like a cavity it doesn't hurt them the way that we get hurt they wouldn't get a root canal i don't think you would do a root canal yeah on a dog they just pull the tooth on the dog yeah but they like but they i don't think they get a toothache the same way right like they have broken teeth or yeah they don't get toothaches they the same way chomp on ice cubes and it doesn't hurt them yep um, and they can do fine without their teeth, without some or all of their teeth. Like As we know from the sizzly one. Sizzle had, what is it, 22 teeth pulled? When I mean, she, she only had four left. I guess she had eight. She had one molar on each corner. And, and she's lost some more, fangles. right? They <laughs> took all the molars out. She's only got the fangly teeth now. <laughs> she does fine. Their jaws are, their gums are really tough, so they can crunch food with their gums and it's fine. Uh, all right. Taste of the keys. Uh, the city of Key West wants everyone to... Remember that they need to trim their coconuts. Your coconut tree should not have coconuts on them. In Key West. In Key West. Because they hit someone. Though the track of Tropical Storm Brett is uncertain this early in its formation, it's a strong reminder to have hurricane chores done. Coconuts and even mangoes can become dangerous projectiles in even a mild storm. I mean, that's actually a point for us. We have a bunch of coconuts just hanging out in the tree. You know what? I'm not cutting them off. It's fine. Yeah. They're above the RV. If there's a, you know what? Like when we're under like a warning, a tropical storm warning, we can cut the coconuts off. Okay. 
I like the coconuts. Me too. I l- they keep on the trees, and when we take them down, they dry out. Yep. Bef- faster than we can eat them. The city wants to remind property owners that trimming coconuts is your responsibility. The city's community services department works to ensure that all coconuts on public property are properly trimmed for the safety of the community. Yeah, I mean, our street coconuts by the avenue get trimmed. Yep. All the coconuts get taken down and away. It's time for German Word of the Week. I get a rambling. Come on, it's harmless. Go ahead. Mangoes. Go ahead. We have an excess of mangoes this year because the neighbors that have mango trees aren't here and we're invited to take them. They're giant and tasty. Yeah. I currently have a stomach ache from eating too many mangoes today. (laughs) Just, you know, (laughs) tropics problems. Hashtag. That's it. Mangoes. Delicious. We didn't have them last year. We have them this year. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Uh, You have a German word of the week? Oh, yeah. Kichererbse. Garbanzo bean. Literally a giggle pea. Like a pea that giggles. But uh, it's actually from the Latin word for the for the thing, which is kikaro something or other. <laughs> but so it's called kichererbse. Yeah, garbanzo beans or chickpeas. Chickpeas. Mm, which aren't mm, really huge in the German diet, but... I wouldn't think so. But are fairly common these days extremely tasty i'm Especially a big fan of mediterranean the food obviously garbanzo bean hummus mm-hmm. okay you uh i feel like you've had a lot of ingo corner kind of content already much to my dismay but it is now time for ingo corner where you can share more of it i got nothing thanks for sending m- postcards and letters to the post office box and packages uh, makes me happy every time and obviously it's really nice to get stuff and very nice of you all to send it thank you alright everyone it's been an adventure this week and you're looking at me when you say this I know until next time Slava Ukraini and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to just work on your patience everyone bye bye